Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. I'm Derek. And I am Dave. And if you're new, welcome. Thanks for joining us on the podcast about classic contemporary Christian music from around 1985 to 1995. I'm just a big fan of the era with my two friends here. And we thought we'd just do this great little podcast, reminisce over some great artists, albums, songs, and this time, producers. Yes. (laughs) So we have, in today's lineup... An amazing producer and amazing artist. We've got, we're going to talk about Charlie Peacock yep. and uh, his production and sound with Margaret Becker. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's tempting to just kind of wander all over the place with everything that Charlie's produced, but we thought we'd just kind of focus on his production with one artist over time and see where that got us. So, hope everyone and, enjoys. And again, for those who might not be familiar, the producer, what do they do again? Well, I heard somebody explain to me that they're much like a director in a movie, like J.J. Abrams or something. You know, they're kind of telltale signs of their production. You know, like J.J. Abrams in movies, he likes to use lens flares all over the place in his movies. So similar, you know, you kind of got a sound that probably Charlie Peacock had around this time. And you can hear it uh, Mm -hmm. in in these, these albums he did with Margaret Becker. And... If I if I may, I'm just can I talk about Charlie Peacock for a little bit? Of course, here? please do. And jump in, of course. Sure. Um, but obviously, a great artist in his own right, and I think somewhat unlike Brown Bannister, who I think is an amazing producer, um, Charlie Peacock is a fantastic artist and producer, and because uh, Charlie Peacock has, has a lot of his own albums, of course. Um, Charlie Peacock's a Grammy winner. He's been nominated for the Secret of Time of his own. Um, and by the way, he's got a great interview on Grammy.com. So yes, that Grammy. is a good com. interview. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And where he just talks. So it yeah. isn't, there's no interviewer there or anything. Um, and from 1990 to 1999, so over the nine years, Charlie Peacock produced 50 albums. Well, say that, that again. So oh. <laughs> from, yeah. from when to when? 1990 to 1999. So over the course of nine years, yeah. he produced 50 albums. Wow, that's, five a that's year. Impressive. And yeah, then, that's impressive. That's impressive. He was busy. Yeah, yeah. And for those who don't know, also he founded the record company Rethink, which was later purchased by Sparrow. But that he signed artists like Switchfoot to his album company or his label. That, that's, wow. that's that's right. I'd forgotten about that. So wow. something I something I did not know at the time. I was a huge Switchfoot fan when even for their very first album. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so different. I love it. And I had no idea he produced it. <laughs> he produced those early Switchfoot albums. All and so did you, just, did you just find that out as we were researching for this I podcast? I did. I did. Oh, yeah. wow. That's great. That's yeah. great. Including, so he even did, you know, Switchfoot's 2000 album, Learning to Breathe, which, you know, had huh. that huge hit from Switchfoot, I Dare You to Move. Yep. And that song yep. has 56 million plays on Spotify. Wow. And That's then, uh, and then the, after that, Switchfoot did the Beautiful Letdown album. And that had meant to live on there, and that had 39 million plays. So he's been associated, you know, Charlie's been associated with acts like Out of the Gray, Audio Adrenaline, he's produced them, David Crowder, Eric Champion, Avalon, Bob Carlisle, 77's The Choir. I mean, ton, obviously 50 yeah. albums, right? So, and yeah. then even, even recently, American Idol winner Chris Allen did one of his albums. So he's kind, that of, right? he's kind of like the cranberry juice of juice cocktails, he's in everything. He's like perfect. You know, Bob Charlisle and Eric Cherbin and <laughs> out, of, out of the char. 
<laughs> Lee. Anyway, no, no, but they're all amazing artists, obviously, that they're just tied in with one amazing producer. Yeah, um, that's perfect. Yeah. And I think Charlie definitely has a, a distinctive audio footprint that he brings to mm -hmm. these albums. And I think we'll be able to kind of hopefully guide our leaders and our, our, our listeners into a little more of how to hear that when, when we discuss these albums coming up. And so what, what albums are we discussing here as we go forward with Mark, with Margaret Becker? So we've got um, Immigra uh, Immigrant's Daughter from 1989, mm -hmm. and then right into Simple House after that from her in 1991, and then later it was uh, Soul in 1993 with one song in between there. Which yes. we'll talk about later. <laughs> yes, perfect. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's like Charlie Peacock has obviously evolved and developed his sound over the years, much like artists do. But I think there's a definitive trademark here during this time period. Um, right. And I, I think, you know, we'll talk about it more. But obviously, Charlie loves to use background vocals to emphasize the vocalist's message. Mm -hmm. um, I think he loves using the bass to drive rhythm and interest yep. in the yep. songs. Um so anyway, so if you've listened or you continue to listen to CCM, Charlie Peacock has probably been in your music and you probably don't even know it. Right. <laughs> and are we so, going to discuss, yeah. too, the uh, Charlie's involvement with the 1995 album uh, Grace by Margaret Becker as well? We, we have that one on our Yeah, we can stick, for... go into there, too. Yep. All right. Okay, great. All right. So shall we go back to 1989 and start there? Yeah. Well, can we, right. can we talk just a little intro on Margaret Becker, though, too? Oh, because of course, per yeah. Personally, I'm a huge huge Margaret Becker fan. I love her lyrics, music, I love her vocals, and for good reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, she has 21 number one Christian radio hits. She's wow. won, she won four Dove Awards, 13 times she's been nominated, and she's been nominated for four Grammy Awards. So as we are, this is going to be a huge task talking about Margaret Becker and Charlie Peacock uh, in this short amount of time. <laughs> and keeping it under three hours. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. she even had, uh, so all three, all three of the songs, except for Grace, or three of the albums, excuse me, were Grammy nominated that we're going to be talking about. Oh, and then wow. uh, the fourth okay. Grammy nominated was The, the Reckoning, just before Independence okay. Daughter. So Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so lead us in. So 1989, we got Immigrant's Daughter. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, again, liner notes for us. We love doing that. The core players on this are Jimmy A., on the guitar, Larry Tag, bass, Mike Urbano, drums. Um, again, core, you know, there was a little bit of switch out here and there. But listening back to this whole album again, I just forgot how much I love this album. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's got accompanying scriptures with all the music here. Um, and the very first song, Immigrant's Daughter, I think is just an amazing lead on this album. Um, I love this, the theme of the song, telling someone's story, but weaving in the elements of where we place our true royalty, loyalty, our simple faith, and that kind of thing. So, Right. Yeah. Have you guys heard, are you guys familiar with The Reckoning, the album that came before this? Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Dave, are you familiar with that one as well? Uh, I am not. I didn't really get into, uh, I wasn't exposed to Margaret Becker until college, so... Um, yeah, I just I missed out on her early stuff. Yeah, so if you go back to the reckoning, and I still own my CD copy of it, so I put that in the other day and was listening to it, and 
it, it starts kind of timid. The first song is Light in the Darkness, and it's a little bit timid. Mm-hmm. And so you hear that opening drum fill of Immigrant's Daughter, and it's like, okay, there's a new sheriff in town. This is mm-hmm. way different than that. So huh. all, from the from the very first drum fill, you're in a different musical universe here with this album. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it's just very, very noticeable. Before we dive into some of our favorite tracks on this, you guys want to take your guess? Our favorite book, The 100 Greatest Albums in Christian Music, CCM Presents, Guess Where Immigrant's Daughter Lands. And I'll give you a hint. It is on the top okay. 100. It is there. It's on the top. Okay, so good. It, it, it made the top 100. So <laughs> it is in there. there. Okay. Yes. So did it let's sneak see. in at, did it sneak in say... at 100? Uh, do you, so at 100, that's what that's <laughs> okay. So Dan has 100. I'll say it. I'll say 80s. Okay. Upper 80s. Upper 80s. 85, 85 to 90. Okay. So this album comes in on that list at number 46. Four, oh, six, wow. Number 46. Okay. Uh, the one okay. right in front of it is Change Your World by Michael W. Smith. The one right behind it is okay. Out of the Gray, Out of the Gray. So a All good right. little slice of 1991-92. <laughs> Goodness mm-hmm, yeah. right there in between Margaret Becker. So wow. that's where it ends up. Crazy, yep. and I, I will, I'll throw in a spoiler, and and I won't. This is the only Margaret Becker album on that top one hundred. Wow, is Immigrant's Daughter. Interesting. So, Sim- really? House doesn't make it. Uh, Grace doesn't get it, and Soul doesn't either. So, none of those albums make wow. it. Immigrant's Daughter is the only one. And even though even though right. all three of those were nominated for Grammys, right? Doesn't right. make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I. I loved this album too when it first came out. Um, I thought it was a very striking album cover. It was just very different. Um, you, you're not quite sure what to expect is coming underneath the hood here um, with the album cover. Um, and so, you know, kind of one of my, one of my, I hesitate to use the word frustrations, but one of my, quandaries with margaret becker has always been there's kind of more than one margaret becker they, and they and it seems to me that sparrow struggled for the longest time to figure out which version of margaret becker they were eventually going to end up with mm-hmm. um yeah. you had kind of the margaret becker that was um the uh singer songwriter girl with guitar margaret becker um, if you've seen her uh, uh, front row video that Sparrow put out, that's kind of Margaret Becker, girl with guitar, stripped down, singer-songwriter type Margaret Becker. Mm-hmm. You had the kind of pop uh, princess. Uh, Simple House was very much kind of a pop, kind of in the mold of Amy's Hard in Motion album. In mm-hmm. fact, I remember every... Hard in Motion came out first, and then a few months later, Simple House came out. And every woman I knew that I talked to about this album said, oh, it's such a shame that she's also wearing a red dress. Uh, and I was like, what uh, do you mean? And they were like, well, Amy wore a red dress on Hard in Motion. So now it looks like Maggie's trying to copy Amy. So, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So you've kind of got the pop margaret becker and then you've got the early margaret becker her first album where they kind of tried to make her the next um ann wilson of heart kind of rocker 
type vocalist. Yeah. So I think there was always kind of this struggle with what to exactly to do with Margaret. And um, some albums got got it better than others. And but the the album cover kind of doesn't give you any clue where you're headed with this, no. which is nice. I like that. That's although fine. it does yeah. have the quintessential down into the left look. On the yes. Album cover oh here. yes, that's very much. So you yes. know you probably got something good. Yes. Yeah. So any 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 uh, photos we shoot for a new logo for this, we all need to be looking at down to the left, right? Because that's okay. that's very important. well. That's that's that makes us look serious anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, if you look down to the right, it just makes you look like your shoes. On that the is just comedy. Right. Yeah. That that doesn't work. <laughs> so, Dan, what's your favorite? Where, where are you coming down? Your favorite songs on on Immigrant's Daughter? Well, so. Leading into that, I think you can hear some of the signature Charlie Peacock stuff on here. So right. I mean, a lot of this album is Charlie and Margaret collaboration. Right. I mean, huge collaboration here, right? Um, at, so right at two minutes into Immigrant's Daughter, you get that Charlie signature Charlie Peacock background vocals, chorus, yep. echoing some of the words okay. that they say, right? And then again, at, at three minutes in, very signature Charlie back and forth between the lead singer and the choir with quick stabs of, you know, oh, you know, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of hear that through. So Immigrant's Daughter, I love that one. Uh, this is my passion. Um, and then you got this very Stay Close to Me. Love this song. Very rated playable, but really stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, super airy. She's got this real airy uh, vocal, almost whispers. Right. You know, which brings to me kind of this extreme sense of humility, vulnerability, and then she just soars the vocals at the end. So, yeah. and again, Charlie brings in that signature choir at two yeah. two, two minutes in. You know, just this great ad mm-hmm. and build up through the whole song. Um, so, again, if you can listen back to this, I would listen to that one. Now, the radio hit she had was The Hunger Stays. Right. That becomes a real big radio hit. Um, and again, Charlie brings in these sustained, ah, uh, so, you know, sounds in the background vocals. Um, and, he, and then you can hear when he, I don't know if it's a collaboration between Charlie or Charlie's signature or Margaret or what, but when they start doing repeating words, mm-hmm. um, it, that seems you can hear that all over the place with whenever Charlie does albums in this time period. Right. So, right. I love, I love, I commit as well. So, yeah. 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 Dave. Um, so obviously this wasn't your first Margaret Becker album. So in college, <laughs> would have that been yep. simple house for you or what, what, what was the first one for you? Sip, um, Simple okay. House was mm-hmm. my first one. So you had to come back so, to this one. Right. Okay. And I, I had a friend that was just absolutely in love with Margaret Becker, and he's the one that introduced me uh, to her, and that's where I really got to know her. And um, I prefer the, uh, using your criteria there, Derek, I prefer the Ann Wilson Margaret Becker. Ah, gotcha. With the rocker. Yep. So I'm, I'm typically I'm going to like any up-tempo Margaret Becker song because really she doesn't have a ton of them. So I love Immigrant's Daughter. Yeah. It's got my favorite line from that album. I'm going to run to the land of the living and take everyone that I yes. can. That's, that's <laughs> I love yep. that line. Yep. Mm-hmm. That just sticks out. Yeah. So uh, I, you just can't go wrong with Immigrant's Daughter. I think we've all said we love that one. Um, another one I love is on the other 
end of the spectrum. It's a slow one, but honesty, I think, is a beautiful song with a simple message of just telling God what's going on in your heart and being honest with God. Um, just There again, she goes from a rocker voice to a very airy, you know, ballad marker Becker, and I think that it's, um, you know, it's a great song. Then I actually really like, off this album, her version of Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready. Mm -hmm. It's really stripped down. It's simple. It's soulful. Um, so those are probably my highlights from this album. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think that Charlie had so much to work with you don't really see a lot of change between her here and soul. You do see a change, but it's to me, it's very minute as compared to, let's say when we talked about Kim Hill and Brown Bannister, I thought there was a drastic change from yes. her first album to the third one. With For him. sure. But with Margaret Becker just seems like they just kind of fine tune things, but I think this is a great starting point. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, I, I loved Immigrant's Daughter, and that that line has always stuck out. That that lyric about running to the land of the living—that's such yeah. a great, great lyric. That's a co-write between her and Charlie, so that's a that's yeah. definitely Charlie's. I think uh, influence, you know, kind of just getting in there with Margaret's songwriting. Um, my other, the, you know, I'll, I'll play against type for me here. I, I love anything, again, that, that kind of strips things down and becomes simpler. But in this case, the upbeat songs are my favorites on this on this album. Yeah. So Immigrant's Daughter and I Commit are my two my two favorites. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. coming back to those, I those just, I loved listening to those again and and just, I love the big background vocals. And Dan's made a lot of how that's kind of a Charlie staple um, about how he'll. And on backing vocals here, you have Annie Stocking, who worked a lot with Charlie and his solo work. Uh, Brent Bourgeois, who, um, along with Larry Tag, the bass player on the album, made up the pop duo Bourgeois Tag in the 80s. And they had a oh, small okay. hit called I Don't Mind at All, So, which is a great pop tune. It's. It's yeah. right up there with the Rembrandts, I'll Be There For You, and just kind of one of those yummy power pop tunes that you could just listen to over and over again. So, right. Bourgeois Tag, definitely. There's your homework, listeners. Go find Bourgeois Tag. The okay, you got, you got to spell, you got to spell <laughs> Bourgeois. Yeah. Oh, yeah. B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. Bourgeois. Bourgeois. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes, but not right here. But not, okay. not here. But yeah, yeah. Dan, Annie Stocking, Brent Bourgeois, Charlie Peacock, Jeannie Tracy, Mark Becker, and the late Vince Ebo, all on background vocals on this on this album. So, and then we, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the that where it, after honesty, um, for me the album kind of loses a little bit of steam. Solomon Shoes. Yes. Is Last my little. computer brains? Yep. If you've heard a, yes. a previous uh, podcast, <laughs> I, I'll just leave it at that. I agree. And laugh a little. Um, yeah, I, I guess. And then people get ready. I, I just it, it kind of lost it. It kind of almost after honesty, the rest of the album just kind of sits there for me. So that's. It's um it's a good thing we've got other albums coming. But those those two, Immigrant's Daughter and I Commit are just fantastic, fantastic songs. I really like those. Yeah. The uh, nice. the Solomon Shoes is, is another one of those like it just doesn't really hold up ever. No. You know, the sustainability of listening to it just like yeah, I can't really get into that one. But and, I contrast and sadly, that with 
And yeah. sadly, it makes it makes the greatest hits albums. So wow, don't yeah, no. it, does? it sure does. Oh boy, Interesting. Steps of okay. Faith, nineteen <laughs> Steps of Faith, nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety one. Track number, huh. let's see, it's track number eleven. Solomon Shoes. There it is. Interesting. Yeah, wow. I, I had no. I'm just the messenger, guys. I had no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had no skin in that game for picking the songs. Well, so and oh, then go okay. then go back real quick to so tying in Charlie Peacock here. If you go back to the second song, this is my passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, great song, and here's where you get again those sustained background vocals from Charlie, and the repeating words. This is my passion, passion, passion. Mm-hmm. You know, he they like to do that. Uh, together on throughout each of these albums and again if you listen to kind of that signature charlie sound then when you go to like switchfoot and that i dare you to move song that was so big you know the lyric is i dare you to move i dare you to move where are you going to go where are you going to go you know so Ah. lots of repeating you know again switchfoot also in that song today never happened today never happened before so it just sounds like that's kind of his signature thing. Hey, let's let's bring this back. Hey, let's let's keep this cadence going. Right. So that's a good yeah. catch. That's a good one. Yeah. Good one. So I think out of this one, I would recommend. You know, again, if you're going to do some homework on this one, I commit. Immigrant's daughter. For me, stay close to me. I like that one. And Maybe then the I think hunger and, stays. Uh huh. And then the uh, the other kind of risky thing was people get ready. I mean, it's a classic song. Yeah. So many remakes of this song, and I think, like, uh, like you were saying earlier, it's like, well, when I listen back to this, I actually like it. I actually like it a lot. Yep. Yeah, um, I think they do a pretty good job because that's a risk whenever you kind of redo these ones that have all oh, been for redone. Sure. Yep, right. And for I think sure. they do a pretty good job of this because there are other, definitely other uh, albums that have other songs that have been redone of classic songs, and they just don't hold up. Right, but this for sure, a pretty good job. So, yeah. Well, like beat the system. I'll go back to that album. God gave rock and roll to you. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think we were we were fans of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, I was more of a fan than you were. But just <laughs> I was more of a fan than both of you. Was more of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's probably lots of shredding on that song. Is why. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, there is lots of shredding. So okay, then we get to 1991. We move ahead to Simple House. So just a couple years later. Now, this one, for me, is my absolute favorite Margaret Becker album. Oh, for sure. I could listen to this for over sure. and over again. Yep. Lyrics, production, full sound, something is always going on in these yeah. songs. Um, yeah. And it won the Dove Award for Rock Album of the Year. As well it should have. Oh, it and, should have. Yep, and it won for Rock Recorded Song of the Year with Simple House. Wow. So nice. Yeah. So the core. So then he moves to the core players, and this one being Jerry McPherson on guitar, Aaron Smith drums primarily, mm-hmm. and then the great Tommy Sims mm. steps in yep. here. So Charlie Charlie Peacock goes from Larry Tag to Tommy Sims, and I kind of wonder if Tommy, after hearing the bass on Immigrant's Daughter, thought, "Whoa, here's a producer. Let's loose on the." Bass man, let's. I got to get in on this. <laughs> or, right. or I kind of wonder if it's the other way around. I've got such an amazing bass player. I'm just going to let him wander all over the place. Yeah, and not not rein in anything at all. Just, yeah, you know, I, I go back to the story of like a lot of. There's this famous story of um, Steve Lukather playing the guitar solo on Lionel Richie's "Running with the Night." Steve Lukather, the guitar mm-hmm. player for Toto, and so. Lionel, I can't remember who produced the album. It was probably Lionel and somebody else. But 
Anyway, so they're playing the track, and Lukather's got his gear set up, and he's just kind of playing through, trying to find out what works, hearing the chord progression, and and little does he know that in the in the in the control room they're running tape, and so he gets done, and he says, "Okay, I think I'm ready to go." And they say, "Well, that's that's all we need. Thanks." Yeah. And he and they he says, "Well, now wait a minute. What what do you mean?" They said, "Well." While you were thinking you were noodling around, we were actually rolling tape and we got exactly what we need. So I always feel like that with Tommy. It's like he gets tuned up and plays through and just plays every crazy thing he can think of. And he yells it into the control room, I'm ready to go. And they say, well, we got everything we need. When you were yeah. noodling around, it was perfect. And that's exactly what we wanted. So yeah. there's no baseline, it seems like, on a Charlie Peacock-produced album with Tommy Sims playing bass that's too busy. Yeah. And that's that to yeah. me is one of the quintessential things with kind of peak level Charlie Peacock production. When he has Tommy in the bass chair, he just lets him go crazy. And, and it's and just I think so good. Even in the in the mix and engineering, he probably pulls it forward. You know, because yes, you can you can let agree. you can let all of this him go, but if you don't hear him. Whereas yeah. boy, you can really hear him. On this oh. one, and I just I love it. It's music to my ears. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you get to you know Simple House number one wins the song or wins the uh, Dove Award. Uh, simple faith message in the entire song, obviously presented in a very unique way. Yeah, um, which kind of harkens back to it sounds like Margaret likes writing about this kind of simple faith. So mm -hmm. his immigrant's daughter. Yep, had a very similar line, right? I hope I have a simple faith. And then yep. daughter, and then she comes back to this with Simple House. Right. Um, and then when you move on to track two, so great opening song, then you move on to track two, talk about love. And mm -hmm. just like we were talking about, Tommy Sims all over the place on this bass. I mean, yep. I, think, I don't think there's a string or fret or anything that he doesn't use on this song. Yeah, <laughs> so I agree. I so, agree. So and right before that, my favorite Tommy moments are right before kind of the sitar or whatever it is that's playing the solo is just Tommy again if if our listeners want homework listen to Tommy right before where Margaret's kind of shouting let's talk about love let's talk about love right before the sitar solo there's just some really tasty bass stuff going on there it's mm -hmm. so good so good and then one of my favorite songs here is Steps of Faith uh, of course it mentions Kansas in the song <laughs> but uh, but I I just love how the production pulls again the bass keyboards background vocals and guitar all forward at just the right times right and just another fantastic use of bass and background vocals you know keep on walking the steps of faith and it just builds all the way up until that rat tat tat drums mm -hmm. um, and that great final minute that just picks up the pace um, in there so just yeah. some real passionate vocal too in the final ten seconds of that yeah. song. Um, I will not lay down. That's a song written with Rick Koo and Chris Eaton on background vocals. Yeah, it's interesting. Crazy. Um, we've got scatter these. Okay, scatter these thieves. Very interesting. <laughs> written, oh, I love it. Yeah. Written solely by Margaret Becker, but this just so feels like a total Charlie Peacock song. I think this doesn't song it though. Sounds yes. like something could be one of, one of his albums. It's so quirky. You can't really, I don't know, sing along to this song. I don't think, but. Just again, so many things going on here: harmonica, tambourine, <laughs> the vocals going in and out. 
I mean, the creativity is just oozing on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my favorite is Strangest Things. Oh, wow. One of my all-time Margaret Becker favorites. Such a unique song. Yep, Two quirky songs in a row here. But my favorite part, of course, yep. is Tommy on that bass line. Yep. Um, and the harmonica is great on that one, too. It yeah. is. Terry yeah. McMillan's harmonica is great. You're right, yes. Dave. That's perfect. Yep. And then, plus, you got yeah. Ashley, Ashley Cleveland's background. I was just to say the same so, thing, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's yeah. great. Because I love when they, it's it's the song about the strangest things. You know, love makes you do the strangest things. And then, sure enough, the music becomes a very strange thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I think that's one of the right. funnest parts of it is three minutes in th- and through the rest of the song, you know, Tommy going up and down and all around, and Jerry McPherson on that guitar, the harmonica stabs. Um, so, Anyway, yeah, I just it's yeah. there's some fun listen back two moments there. Now, Dave, yep. since this this album was new to you in college, what and it was your first kind of uh, exposure to, yeah. to Margaret? What what grabbed you at the time? Do you happen to remember what grabbed you? Yeah, her her voice first first and foremost. It was so different and really stood out. And I'm like, wow, mm. that's a fantastic female mm-hmm. vocalist right there. Yeah. And so you know, I really started getting into the CD. And uh, and then of course started listening to Z ninety one. I heard Simple House and really became a huge fan of that song. Yep. Um, and uh, that song is just and I think we've already talked about this. Just a great way to open that album. Just a fun pop rock song. And it's got my favorite line from the album in it. This house looks best when it's not cluttered with opinions, mm-hmm. uh, right? You know. Yep. And right, you know that's true here in twenty twenty as well. But, uh, yeah, I love Simple House. Um, I also took some notes here. Um, I love the Motown vibe of Talk About Love. Oh, That's for a, sure. That's a soulful song, too. Yep. And, and Dan brought up Strangest Things. I love this. I love it for the same reason you guys love it. It's just so all over the place and a lot of fun. And you can really see, you know, the progression. It's minute, but you can see a progression of her going from the guitar, Ann Wilson, Margaret Becker, to more of the pop rock version, yeah. you know, of a 90s version of Margaret Becker here with this album. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I think what the the songs that caught me, um, I thought Look Me in the Eye just mm-hmm. really caught me, especially the, at the end when everything kind of drops out and she goes up to that high note, Look Me in the Eye, and then it's got a male kind of improvising vocalist in the background, and that's Chris Rodriguez. Oh, so, right. That's so. You, I definitely as as soon as I heard that, I thought that's Chris Rodriguez's voice. It's got to be. And I looked at the credits, and it was because he's got such a distinctive voice. Um, I love all I ever wanted. Chris Eaton's background vocals on that song are just yes. Oh man they they make that song so yes, they do. I can't help but when that song comes on, I do my worst Chris Eaton imitation and, (laughs) and, um, and then I love um, never be an angel. And again, that's um, that that's the only song on the album where the bass chair isn't filled by Tommy Sims, late Jackie street. And so I, and he's got such a beautiful bass, just kind of a, a real wandering kind of searching baseline going on and it's beautiful. And the interesting thing is I, I kind of shot this to you guys over text today. When I first got this album and I've still got my copy that I got back in 91. So it's right here, right here in front of me. Nice. Um, 
that on Never Be an Angel, especially leading into the second and third time through the chorus, um, I noticed there's a real kind of distortion in my recording, and I caught it on Simple House. Yes. Uh, Never Be an Angel is also on uh, the, the greatest hits album, Steps of Faith. It's track seven, and it's on there, so it distorts on there, and it does it on Spotify, which makes me think there's something in the back or in the uh, master tracks that is a little bit kind of loudness wars, overmodulated distortion going on. So it's just something that's always I found kind of kind of bizarre and interesting about that. I'm sure it was not intentional, but maybe it was mastered a little bit too hot or whatever, but uh, that's yeah. So, and then the, the last song I want to point out that we haven't really talked about is you remain unchanged. Uh, That's that just, you know, the way she compares um, walking with her father, who's, Oh yes. Whose memory might be fading. You're kind of wondering if she's talking about a, a person who's maybe in the early stages of dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. But um, but God remains unchanged, even though our our earthly parents fail or our earthly parents fade in their health. Our 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 heavenly Father remains unchanged, and that song still brings a lump in my throat every time. That's that's such yep. a good song. Yep, I I, so I, I haven't listened back to that one for a while. So when I put that one on, I was like, ooh, yeah, that especially now the age I am with the kids and everything. Yep. It just gets me that those second and third verses about seeing her mother, walking with her father and yep. how she says, we're both counting on you to remain unchanged. Yes. Oh, so, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. 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 Being a parent and, and having your parents being older, it, it sure changes that song very much. Right. And then uh, one other quick note, Mark Pogue is on Look Me in the Eye, background vocals. Yes, um, yes. And he's done some, he did some stuff with uh, Pachyderm Records, I think. Yeah, that's right. So, he sure yeah. did. He had one, Restoration, is that what that one was called? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wasn't that Mark Pogue and Fortress? Was, was... I might be right. I can't remember. Okay. But, yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but that seems to be what I remember, Mark, Mark Pogue and Fortress. You know, so. just my, my last thing on this album is, Again, what I love about Margaret Becker, she can do everything from, you know, rocking, rocker Margaret Becker to pop Margaret Becker to the ballads where she's almost whispering these vocals. They're so airy. And and even in the same song, she can go from she's got this really airy vocal all the way up to just belting it out and then turning Right. right around, you know, four seconds later, break back to very controlled vocal that's very soft and sweet (laughs) so yeah and i I, are we all in kind of agreement here that what charlie brings to this album is is not only kind of letting tommy run wild with the bass Mm -hmm. and and the vocals but just a willingness to kind of venture into these odd you know moments like the strangest things i think it samples a a television show or something like that so yeah right these kind of these stream of consciousness (laughs) things that Charlie's not afraid to push the music into are really interesting. Yeah. And then an interesting uh, parallel with Immigrant's Daughter. So Immigrant's Daughter, those last three tracks, you know, we were talking about, mm, not real sure what those last three tracks, 
here the last three tracks again are also very creative and like right. scatter these thieves yeah. is not radio playable at all oh, really no. not and, at all yeah. but no. they but they pull it off on this one i think they oh, pull, I pull off scatter these thieves strangest things i think solomon's shoes was trying to be a strangest things but strangest things pulled it off you know yeah it did yeah, so it definitely did. yeah yeah yep so yeah, if you're gonna do some homework on this one, I grab some headphones, tune into Strangest Things, just enjoy the baseline, harmonica, Ashley Cleveland's vocals on that one. Um, Simple House is another great one, and for me, Steps of Faith. Any one of those are gonna can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. All great. All great tracks right there. Yeah. So all right. So then before we get into Soul in 1993, yep. we got a best of album yes. for her in 1992, Steps of Faith which of course has all these great songs on it, but it includes a new song called This Love. Right. And I've forgotten about it until you mentioned to me. And I was like, oh I yeah, that. that's really good. Right. Yeah, I, I love these best of albums that have new songs on them, you know, one or two mm. new songs. And I love this one. Mm. But they do a great Boy, job for sure. Dan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard this? Because no. I do, and I and I remember hearing it with you. So, do you remember oh, the first time? No, I don't. Okay. So, do you remember the 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 year that you and I and Kathy Sprinkle went to GMA? Yes. Okay. Was that ninety or ninety one? Probably or ninety two. It's probably 90, around ninety one or ninety two. Uh huh. Yep. And so we were at the Sparrow Building, and there I've got a picture of you in front of the Sparrow Records sign out no out way Nashville. i gotta so, get that yes. you gotta send that yep. to me <laughs> i will and um so we were there and do you remember who the radio promotions director for sparrow was at the time i don't even remember this at all okay it was kyle fenton okay and so kyle pulls us into uh kind of a just a listening room says you guys want to hear something and so he pulls out a dat tape and it's the mix of this love no way. by margaret becker and we were all standing there. You, me, Kathy Sprinkle, we're standing there in this listening room as Kyle pops in this dat tape of this let's the final mix of this love. And we're listening on these huge kind of studio grade monitors, and he's got it turned up a little bit too loud, which makes it great. Right. <laughs> and that was I that was our first ex and our I, I just remember vividly all three of our jaws were on the floor as we heard this song. Yeah, and we I just looked at you and I could tell, OK, we're going to be adding this one <laughs> to heavy yep. rotation yep. when we get back to Z91 because it was that good. And I agree. It is that good. And it's still that good. Don't you think? Yes. I think it holds uh, up very well through the years. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? I, I'm sure you remember playing this one at Z. So um. I do, uh, but like Dan, I almost forgotten about it. And you said, "Hey guys, uh, you know this is one of my favorite Margaret Becker songs." And I went back and listened to it, and I'm like, "Oh yes," you know, I forgot how good it was. And I, for you're right, first thing I thought of was playing this thing on Z91 and just loving it. So. It's a great addition to that greatest hits album. Yeah. Oh, for, it is. I think it almost is as good, if not better, than anything on the album. I, I almost think yeah. it's that good. It, mm -hmm. is, um, it is really good. I still have my copy of Steps of Faith right here. So my CD copy <laughs> of Steps of Faith. And the liner notes are so interesting. Margaret writes about this song. This is, of course, it's got the lyrics to just this song and, and nothing else. Yep. 
And so she writes about this song. She said, I find myself smiling when I hear people say, when I first chose to follow Jesus, I dot, dot, dot. And then she writes, let me tell you, I didn't have a choice. When my mind first understood the nature of his love toward me, my heart ran straight to him like a starving beggar, starving beggar to a feast. From that first day until now, it has remained with him. So I I love that. That's great. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's great. That's that's kind of the essence of Margaret right there. Well, I was hoping after listening back to all this stuff that I could be a bigger Margaret Becker fan, and you just did that. Good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't think I could get any bigger, but wow, that's yeah. that's awesome. That's, so yeah, great song. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one. Um, and then in 1993, we got Soul. Yep. And Soul is really kind of a continuation of Simple House. It's got the same core players, Jerry mm-hmm. McPherson, Tommy Sims. Uh, Charlie does the drum programming. And then, uh, of course, they throw in the amazing combination of Vicki Hampton and Margaret Becker. Oh, yeah. Um, so, this yeah. one also, again, is Grammy nominated. It, lo- it lost to Stephen Curtis Chapman's Live Adventure. Really? Which I think okay. it got totally robbed. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I'm not agree sure too. a live CD should win a Grammy, but uh, it's just me. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Total picks up where a simple house left off, really. Um, starts with Keep My Mind, total radio, radio playable song, perfect song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I Know comes right after that, another perfectly radio playable. So I say radio playable, but they're also a little different. Um, so they're, so they're, they have sustainability of the, of listening to it. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, okay. Now, yeah. so then we get to, and you'd mentioned this earlier, Amy Grant's. So you almost in this song, this, I know you almost have an Amy Grant, every heartbeat sound. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Yeah. That was, that or, was in my notes. Yes. Yes. It's, or it sounds like, it sounds like good to me as well. I yeah. I oh, I, song, exactly. You know? You're right, Dave. That, that is exactly right. Yeah, that's funny you I, said that, Dan. Yeah. So what people don't know is Charlie Peacock wrote every heartbeat's music every chorus heartbeat. lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. With Amy Grant and Wayne Kirkpatrick composing the remaining lyrics. So yep. talk about some heavy hitters. Yeah. That's a yeah. big song right there. Um, yep. But you know, again, also their signature "Love Never Changes" background vocals jump in and out of the song. Um, so another just fantastic song. Now the one that hit me like a ton of bricks after listening back. So lots of other great tracks on here, but the world I see in you, the mm. sixth song on here, after re-listening to the yep. song, I'm like, oh my goodness, how powerful. I absolutely fell in love with the song just all over again. I mean, driving music, love the lyrics, incredible production. Again, Charlie does a great job of balancing all the different elements in here. You know, airy. She's got airy vocals, and then she's got these power vocals, and then we've got this amped up chorus, and and then this kind of haunting, the world I see in you, you know, sound over and over again. Yeah, the, the bass shines through. Um, so it it got Dove nominated for Rock Song of the Year. Hmm. Is that right? Uh huh. But it lost. Ah. But it lost to Shine by the Newsboys. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So Shine won yeah. out over this one, but I think if I were to do that over again from way back then, I, I would put this one ahead of Shine. But I, yeah. I can tell you, I love Shine. Honestly, I love Shine. It was a huge hit. I do too. But, you know, the other thing about this song, Dan, is it's got a little bit of a Maggie B rap. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. same thing, yes. It, 
it should have won on that basis alone, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I think yeah. so. I don't know what you're going to say, Derek, but I think Charlie Peacock threads the needle here on that. Not quite rap. It doesn't sound too cheesy to me. It sounds like it fits right in. But what do you think? Uh, no. Can, <laughs> I, can, can I, I call computer brains on this? <laughs> really? No. Well, way. I, I I love. I mean, th- this song is is. Saved in the nick of time by Tommy's bass. I, I mean, yes. they, and they've mixed it so hot in the mix. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, this is one I routinely skip. Um, really? Just yeah, I just it it ventures too much into the pop, Margaret, and the and the rap does it for me. I'm just like, yeah, I'm out. So yeah, yeah, I, I now the next song, all that I am. That's yeah. Yeah. that's more my speed with Margaret. But now I. I, I got to say that the world I see in you is if I were going to give anyone homework for this album, for Charlie's influence, it's all over the world. I see in you. That is just, that's a great example of Charlie's effect on Margaret. Don't you think mm-hmm. just very adventuresome? Let's yes. try this and see if it works Throw the kitchen sink at a song. And I mean, just so from that aspect, it's, I love it because Charlie's just almost fearless in what he'll try. So um, I got it. My hat's off to that. I admire that. But yeah, this is one that I kind of or if I want to listen to Tommy, I'll listen to it. But I'm kind of listening for Tommy more than I am anything on this song. But all that I am is kind of my go to track on this one. Um, Just yeah. I mean, Tommy's bass is, again, really hot in the mix. Yeah. the lyric is so good in all that I am. No one ever gave me a love so fine that gently heals my heart one piece at a time that takes each jagged edge and every crooked line and smooths them to life. It's it's a really, really great song. I, I'm not sure this is a, if this is a co-write. At least we have the songs in sequence, unlike other albums, so that's good. Um, I think all all songs written by Margaret, I think. So I, I can neither confirm nor deny that this is a, a Margaret solo right. So I'm not sure. Yeah, so all songs, that's kind of the way I would see the, the world I see in you. All songs and Charlie. Yeah, it's Charlie and Margaret. Yep. Okay. Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, Dave, you got to break the tie then. The world I see in you. I like it. All right. It's different. It's different. You can, you know, it's got a lot of different influences in it. It does. Um, I, I guess that's why I like it. And there again, I tend to love anything up tempo by Margaret Becker because not a lot of her songs are up tempo, so they always stick out to me. So uh, yeah, I I gotta go with Dan on this one. Sorry. Oh, Eric. that's fine. Hey, no problem. That's that's fine. We live in a pure democracy on this podcast, so <laughs> that's right. you guys win. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, this album, uh, you know, starts out with radio hit, radio hit, radio hit. I mean, it was just uh, just a huge album for her. Say the names, another song that was you know on the radio. And, yeah, and oh, just so a beautiful good. song. Yes, um, it was a great church song. Heard that song in church several times. Oh, back is that in right? Yep, yeah. um, by soloist. But uh, yeah, but just. Just a great album, '93, and there again, you can see a little bit of her growing a little bit as an artist, and Charlie's influence even more on this album yep. uh, than, than Simple House. So, For sure. you know, that, that is one thing I miss nowadays is those performance tracks from back <laughs> yes. in the day. That's right, <laughs> where people would get up on the church stage and try to be Margaret Becker or whoever else was singing it. 
So, yeah. I, yeah. I did you do any of those? Of those days. Did, I was going to say, did you do any of those, Derek? In those days? Uh, I'm just going to say <laughs> we go on to the next album. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can either. Con- yeah. Just, yeah, we're just going to move right on to Grace. <laughs> well, before you can we do. Confirm or deny. Before I we can do, either confirm or deny that I did that. Right. So, yeah, so, and then before we do, uh, one of my f- absolute favorites on this album, too, is I Wouldn't Know. I wouldn't know what love is. Get yeah. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, the bass is Jimmy Lee Slopes. Yep. On that one. Oh. So, yep. but yeah, just love that song as well. One of my favorites. Perfect. So, um, and all right, then on to Grace. Right? Yes. Now, yep. was this Charlie's? There are. Okay. So that, that deserves a little bit of um, explanation on this. Yeah. This is kind of a split um situation here so what we've got is we've got song we've got half this album i'd say more than half uh produced by charlie and the other parts produced by tommy sims okay so um the songs that are produced by charlie on here are deep calling deep my heaven um true devotion and only your love and then Grace is produced by uh, Tommy Sims. And then I Trust in You is produced by Charlie. Close Enough to Change is produced by Charlie. Noonday Sun is Charlie. And then I think the rest of it is Tommy. So mm-hmm. you've got kind of a, a split, you know, kind of here going on with, with, with Charlie and with, with Tommy. So the, to be honest, the... As I listened to this whole album all the way through, I thought the Tommy produced songs were a little bit more interesting to me. Mm. Um, that's not a knock on Charlie, I don't think at all. I just think I tracked with those songs a little more than the ones that he produced. So I, I really don't think that that has anything to do with him or them as a producer, vocalist, you know, combo. I just, the songs that she had. Tommy produced were a little more interesting to me. That's just that mm-hmm. was my take on it. So, um, we yeah. can you can tell the first song on "Deep Calling Deep" is another to me just continuation of the last two albums, right? I mean, it almost seems yeah, like it's like right. "Simple House," "Soul," the song could mm-hmm. have all been on the same album. Um, yep. And again, almost all the songs in here are co-written: Charlie Peacock, Margaret Becker, mm-hmm. um, a couple Tommy co-writes, but. Uh, yeah, I do love that Steve Brewster starts showing up as, as the drummer on some of these tracks. Steve, Steve Brewster will be a, a drummer that we'll talk about a lot as we go on um, into the middle part of the '90s. He starts kind of becoming a go-to session drummer for a lot of these albums. But this is probably the first album I kind of noticed him on was was on Grace. I do not have my CD copy of Grace anymore. I don't know what happened to it. So. I do not have it. It's somebody stole it. Wall. Yeah, Uh-oh. somebody. It was in your box. <laughs> it was in my stuff. box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in your box of stuff. So, um, yeah, but my favorites would be on on here. Uh, Deep calling deep, and then like I said, kind of my my interest kind of shifts more to the Tommy stuff at the end of the album. Moment, moment of choice, and we may never. So, yeah, deep calling deep. That's one I'm most familiar with on this album. Uh, I think my heaven's a good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, 
I, I agree with you. Moment of Choice is a good song too. Uh, Lisa Bevel on backgrounds on that one. Yep. Tommy Sims. So Brown Bannister, executive producer on that song. Right. Yeah, isn't that interesting? There's Brown again. Yep. Brown shows up on a Charlie Peacock podcast. How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything. He is yep. everywhere. Yeah. And I noticed too the voc the, the background vocalists on this are kind of a who's who of of CCM stuff. Like Tommy Sims shows up as a vocalist on Grace. If Tommy's got a phenomenal voice. So yeah. uh we might cover his solo album at some point and talk about that. It's a little beyond the scope of our years, but um, Tommy's got an amazing voice. Lisa Bell, like you mentioned, Dave, Lisa Glasgow, who I think sang on um, Rich Mullins' second World is Best Sorry I Remember It album. Wow. I think she was the female vocalist at the end of Sometimes by Step, if oh, okay. I remember correctly. So uh, Maribeth Jordan is also on here from First Call. So we got oh. quite a few well-known uh, background vocalists on this album. Right. Wow. Well, I think, right. yeah, it, that, I think we're going to go back and listen to Charlie Peacock, too. I mean, we're going to off on Margaret Becker here for a second. I think go back and listen to Switchfoot's Dare You to Move, uh, mm -hmm. meant, meant to Live, Out of the Gray. Almost can't mention Charlie Peacock was mentioning the group Out of the Gray. I mean, yeah. lots of great music there. And, and we'll for sure do a, an Out of the Gray Charlie Peacock deep dive here soon. Yeah. Um, again, like you said before, the late Vince Ebo, he yep. had he had an album and great songs on there too. Oh, for um, sure. So if you're kind of looking for these, by the way, um, just a reminder: we have a CCM in 3D playlist on Spotify. So if you just search mm -hmm. CCM in 3D on Spotify, you can follow the playlist. For yep. me, I, I kind of put the playlist together as kind of intended to be like a run on radio station playlist, meaning you know, you, you I don't have all the Margaret Becker songs and Michael Lewis Smith songs clumped together. If, you're, you're, nice. if you just let it play without shuffle, you're going to run through, you know, some rock songs, back to some ballads, back to some rock songs. So, perfect. Um, just a lot of fun. Awesome. Make, make it a pretty enjoyable listening experience. So, yeah, great. Um, but yeah, perfect. So great. yeah, Charlie Peacock. Go back, listen to him again. Chances are, if you listen to Christian music in there for any time, length of time, you've he's been in your world in some way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for and sure. Just some amazing stuff. So. So appreciate Charlie Peacock and Margaret Becker together. Yep. Hats off to both of them. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Thanks so much for joining us again for uh, CCM in 3D. Yep. Have a good one. We'll talk, talk to you talk next time.